from uh, from heel flicks to into your back kicks, if it happened this week in the Eastern Conference of the United Soccer League, we have you covered. Uh, hi, everybody. This is this is weird, <laughs> isn't it? Uh, welcome to episode 847 of Eastern Conference Confidential. Um, you guys missed a ton if this is your, uh, your jumping off point. Um, the good news is... <laughs> Uh, for our, our DVD release of the of the audio podcast you're listening to, episodes uh, 17 through 846 will be included. So be on the lookout for that one, uh, available at your local FYE or Sam Goody, whichever region you live in. That being said, I am joined, uh, as usual, firstly by Ryan Allen. Hello. And, uh, and Brendan Doherty. Hey, guys. Uh, hi, hi, everybody. How, how, how have we all been? I, I mean, well. I know, I, I know. I'm sorry. Not. That was. I know we talk every weekend about or every every week. Um, so this is this is more of the same. Um, but in case like something weird, like we took like a two month hiatus or something, were to come up, like <laughs> how have we been in that two months that we had a fake hiatus? <laughs> I've been well. I've been able to watch Tottenham's title hopes be boosted and then dashed within that span. Yeah, the trick for that is just never get your hopes up, oh. and then you can't be disappointed. Oh, well, we're finishing above Arsenal. Yeah, so in addition to that, the Rhinos had a really good win. Yeah, it feels like a month ago, because we didn't have a game this past week. Mm. Um, mm. So I feel like all of my soccer reference points are two weeks in the past anyway. Yeah. <laughs> can, can, can we just keep it two weeks in the past? Because Bethlehem won that week after Andy Craven decided to be an idiot. So... <laughs> Um, that'd be great. Yeah, he hit the wrong guy, didn't he? He hit the wrong guy. Okay, so since you brought it up, <laughs> since you brought it up, we'll talk about it. Um, now, if uh, if everyone wants to follow along on on the YouTube video, it starts right at about the two hour mark, I think. Um, <clears throat> so what you'll see is Andy Craven and uh, and Juliana Wijnaldum, who yes is the younger brother of. Um, the Liverpool midfielder. Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, whoever that club is, um, they got into a little pushy shovey match. There was some uh, some some handbags coming out after uh, Andy Craven went down and was kind of holding his shoulder. Um, then on the ensuing throw in, the ball kind of gets popped up and turned over, and uh, Andy Craven apparently cannot tell the difference between uh, Juliana Wijnaldum <laughs> and Santi Moore, which I will give everyone uh, about one chance as to how hard that is um and absolutely levels santi more with an a, a a elbow right to the jaw um to which i yelled an expletive from the press <laughs> box that i think half the union coaching staff might have heard uh anyway so yeah uh, andy craven got traded i guess we'll just start there um to oklahoma city <laughs> energy and in a very touching moment um the craven crew uh thanked fc cincinnati for all their hard work Good thing is, is he'll have like four weeks of not being able to get donuts because he's not getting paid. <laughs> uh, so yeah, a, a big move there. Um, I should say, uh, was it Koenig goes the other way and joins FC Cincinnati because they uh, they are in desperate need of someone who isn't suspended for the next month and a half. Um, which yeah, I, which I, I promise the, yeah, is yeah. not a club culture thing. It's just a bunch of guys who have attitude problems, even though they never had attitude problems at their former clubs. Maybe it's just Cincinnati. 
Maybe, maybe. <laughs> Listen, if you had to um, eat Skyline Chili every day of your life, you'd start to throw elbows too. Skyline Chili is good, though. I don't believe you. Brendan, you were going to make a point or something about soccer? Yeah, I better step in. This yeah, is like yeah, the yeah. most heated debate we've had on this yeah. show. Hey, uh, <laughs> fight. Yeah, I guess the, the thinking from Oklahoma City was that Koenig was a beast in 2015, but then couldn't figure out how to replicate that last year so they're kind of done with him <laughs> they got the they feel like they got the best out of him already um and i think evan you nailed it since then he just needs live bodies who are <laughs> eligible to play in this league yeah. um <laughs> but i don't know he was outrageous he was he scored just a ridiculous variety of outstanding goals in that 2015 season yeah it, it, the... I have so many. Uh, do they need a striker though? Like, like look at the guys they have. I, I mean, I know like Omar Cummings is is injured or was. Uh, and and Kadeem Dakers, uh, Dakers is there. You know, Fordyce I, I, was the big pickup. Fordyce. Um, I like I get that you know, Jimmy Fall is suspended until, uh, you know, next March or whatever. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> Like, did they need another striker? I feel like I'm going to ask this a bunch of times. Jimmy, tonight, Ma- but Jimmy McLaughlin. Jimmy McLaughlin, who they think can play at forward, which he can't, but that's fine. And it's not for a lack of chances. Cincinnati has 102 shots on the year, which is at least good enough for fourth in the league and second in the Eastern Conference, only to Tampa Bay, who has 103. So right. mathematically speaking, eventually one of those shots should find the back of the net. Should. Should. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I mean, Brendan, I know you guys haven't seen Cincy yet, but like, what's what's kind of your early assessment of, of that club? I mean, they they were a lot more dangerous last year. Um, I think they were kind of an unknown quantity. People kind of took a while to size them up last year. Um, Rochester did well to limit them in both games, I think, last year. Yeah. Um, but this year. They don't. They don't look anything as, as as robust as they did. It was just the one goal that GB Fall exploded and got. What was it? Seventeen goals in that one game. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah aside like from that. that, they've really struggled. Yeah. Um, yeah. I well, mean, it... no. Go ahead. I was just saying that they're seventh in the East, and that's level with Orlando City, who barely made the playoffs last year. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And. It... It's weird because it. What like, what really changed for them? I guess is is kind of the question I would be asking if I was if I was out that way. Um, you know, okay, sure you have a different coach. Um, sure you bring in different players. You didn't really. I mean, you lose Sean Coley, but I don't think that's. That's the, pretty much it. The it? problem right now, though, I don't. I don't look at that yeah, team I mean, and I you... go, "Oh, they need Sean Coley back." That's their. You know, that's their big that's their big right. hole. If if anything, the team is over reliant on its center forward play, which is what you would expect with a team that loses John Coley, but they replace it with another strong center forward. That doesn't change the fact that the rest of the team isn't producing in the final third. Right, and they look they look undisciplined. <laughs> well, I mean, all the suspensions. I, I, I mean, I, I've seen two of their four red cards now in person. Um, and it's, I don't know, you know, um, 
Alan Coke said it was unacceptable, but at the same time, you know, is it is it which it, which it is, by the way, I'll agree wholeheartedly. But is it one of but these it keeps things? Happening. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Breaking news: It's unacceptable to have four red cards in six games. Shocker. Um, but is it one of these things where, seven. where? Oh, is it? Is it? Oh God. But in is seven? It, or sorry, it's in six. But I was just in saying, in, okay. in seventeen different USL clubs have yet to record a red card on the year. Right. Oklahoma City's second, and Andy Craven's new home. Well, with three. I, hold on. You said well, you said Oklahoma City is second Jose with Burrell. three. That's uh, that's actually just Jose Barrell, who is second, um, with three. Uh, no, but it's one of those things. So the the idea, right? Andy Craven literally has like five minutes of playing time this year. Right, like Vic- <laughs> Victor Mansare, who's supposed to be the 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 heir apparent to the the GB fall throne, if I if I may, has like ten minutes of playing time this year. Is it like these guys get frustrated that they're not playing and then they unleash it on dudes' upper bodies and, and shoulders and stuff? Or, you know, is it, oh, oh, well, you know, I have to prove that I'm better this guy in the cameo appearance I get off the bench. Like, like do I have to score five goals or, or you know, try to dislocate somebody's jaw? Um, Are you suggesting that? That Andy Craven wasn't actually frustrated with Wijnaldum. He was actually frustrated at his coach and mistook Santi Moore. Uh, you know, he thought that Santi Moore was Alan Coke. And um, I, Alan Koch? Are we saying Koch? I, we're saying Koch? I guess. I, we'll go with that. Um, no, so in all seriousness, I, I think he's front. I, well, not now because he got traded. I think he he was frustrated with not getting any playing time. And I don't think he's exclusive in that category of of being unhappy with a lack of minutes on a team that can only field uh 14 people at the maximum every week and has about 18 to 20 that i think are usl caliber starters um Mm -hmm. i mean both players still have more minutes than justin hoy oh (laughs) oh man i forgot about that thank you um, he has 14 yeah. on the year. Victor Mansare has 175. Andy Craven has 42. Right, right. Oh, the old man got hurt. He's yeah, non-contact. Yeah. Um, but, no. Um, I, yeah. No. But I, I think it's uh, and and we'll move on from this to another um, oh. incident. But uh, I, I think it's a it's a bunch of frustration on the on the part of the players, and as a result, the fan base gets frustrated because they shouldn't be in seventh place right now. Especially after not the, the quality lineup they have. Was, uh, when your front office was really stupid and said that you're going to win a title this year, and now you're not, and now you look dumb. Yeah, as of right now, they'd be lined up to play Louisville in the first round. Right. Oh, God, yes. Please, more <laughs> poop emojis. There you go. No, Tampa uh, Bay, my apologies. Speaking of red cards, and Brendan, I'm sorry I'm going to have to make you kind of go through this rant a second time. The Pittsburgh Riverhounds decided they needed a forward, which was weird enough as it was, because really, they don't. They have Corey Herzog, who's fantastic. Not only did they decide they needed a forward, they decided they needed to re-sign Romeo Parks, who you might remember for <laughs> kicking Carl we met in the back during a game last year. Jesus Christ, guys, what the hell is this? What are they? What are they doing? Why? Why did you do this? <laughs> Tom, 
Okay, like, I have a problem with the signing in general. I have an even bigger problem with the fact that your owner came out and said he would never sign this guy again, and then a year later, it's cool, we're going to sign him again. (laughs) Also, I'm never doing this podcast again. Great, okay, great. I just, just throw that out there. I mean, their owner is pretty much a goofball, so... I mean, I feel like this is kind of how, um, like, George W. Bush acted when he was the owner of the baseball team in Texas. The uh, the Rangers? Kind of, yeah. Anyway. I mean, the Riverhounds already have five goal scorers this year with ten goals, and Corey Hartog accounts for 40% of them. I just don't see the need for another forward here. Okay, yeah, let's... They get an injury to their starting right back and they go out and sign right. a target forward. Right, yeah, yeah. Oh, they play oh. with a two-forward setup of Herzog and Kerr up front. I, without changing the formation, I don't see how you fit you don't. Parks in it. And you're you're getting production off the bench, too. So right. it's not like your bench is useless. But so K-Banjo, Victor Soto. Right. So, like, putting, trying, let's try try to put all of the you kicked a guy in the back last year and got suspended for from fifa for an entire season uh away for a second looking at it from roster composition brendan you bring up a great point they're starting right back rich balkan or, or balchin uh balkan balkan yeah um is is done for the year i, I or about right something like that yeah, I think that's what I saw. Uh, leg surgery of, of some um, kind. I forget off the top of my head which one. They have a pretty good starting left back in Taylor Washington. Um, I, I, you know, Taylor can flip to the right, but that still means you have a left back spot that's probably not as strong as, as it could. Well, it's not as strong as it could be. In your head, then, apparently you go and you say... <laughs> well, damn it, we need another forward because we like to have our, our wingbacks get up in the in the attack. Are they going to play Romeo Parks at the back? Is that is that what we're getting at? Because there's there's no way. And on top of that, Herzog's there, Kerr's there, which didn't you pay to bring him in this year? Right? If Marshall Hollingsworth on loan from Columbus. Yeah, Hollingsworth is there. Banjo's playing great. Like... You could, I, I tweeted this out uh, last week, you could convince me that the Riverhounds needed a striker somehow, probably. If you go, Evan, hey, ignore the fact that they're they're probably one of the best attacking teams in the Eastern Conference right now. You can't convince me that they needed to sign Romeo Parks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if they want another forward, they could have asked Columbus to send them a few more on loan. They could have asked anybody. Anybody else. <laughs> Ask anybody else. Ask New I'll England play, to loan out some I'll players. I'll play forward. I'd have a, I can't even get my leg up that high to kick Carl we met in the back. <laughs> it's true. I can't do it. Automatically, I'm a better choice at striker. So, there you go. If they were signing for FIFA 17 players, I'd sign up for that. Right. Yeah, um, I just want to point out that as mad as I am at the Riverhounds for doing this and as stupid as I think the Riverhounds are, I don't really have anything against uh, Parks for making this decision to come back. If somebody's going to offer oh my God, no. more money to play in oh. the U.S. where you're not, you don't have to live in El Salvador and you can easily send money back to your family in Jamaica, right? Like 
for sure go for it so i mean the the question of whether you want to forgive him for what he did to we met if you right. care about that still i mean whatever um that's a different discussion but like i i, I don't hold any ill will for him for making a decision to come back make that paper bro uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah like so if someone is stupid enough to offer you money after you did that do it i would do it in a heartbeat <laughs> that's what you just said yeah, but basically. i'm gonna be a little bit less nice yeah. about it if someone has a a mental lapse that hard that they decide you know what redemption tour 2017 romeo parks take the money man i don't care whatever if they pay you in food, even better. Like, it just boggles my mind. And I don't know if you, if uh, Brendan, if, if you listened to the interview that uh, Mike Sparks, who's probably writing a very angry email by the time he hears this to all of us. <laughs> um, I don't know if you heard the interview he did with, with, uh, with Romeo uh, a couple days ago. I don't know when they recorded that, but it, it dropped uh, uh, two or three days ago now. Um, the man seems... Uh, very relaxed for someone yeah. that's supposed to kind of be giving like a apology interview. I don't know. And I mean, I can, I could understand that if he, if, for him, you know, the thing ended when, you know, he talked to Carl, we met, <laughs> you know, for him <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that ended. Yeah. And then from, from then on, it was just a matter of when he could register and, and play a, a half season down in El Salvador. Right. So like, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I hope I, I sincerely hope that he doesn't search his name on Twitter. Right. Um, but, like, you know, if he's not on there monitoring his name that pops up on social media, I don't think he would have any idea that, like, people are still talking about his kick on a, on USL podcasts. <laughs> yeah. I guess there's only one way to find out. Anyway. <laughs> Moving on from that. Next week on Eastern Conference Company. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the, uh, the Romeo Parks edition. Anyway, um, Washington Post broke the news that Baltimore is getting a, uh, a USL club, and no, they're not moving the Hammerheads. Sorry, Ryan. Um, yeah, Hammerheads chose to invest in Harrisburg, who don't have their own soccer-specific stadium. Nope. And I think that's uh, – maybe it's a little bit too mean, but uh, I want to say that Baltimore dodged a bullet with that one. Um, <laughs> obviously, if you're, you're – plan b is to take over harrisburg mm. then you didn't really have terrible plan to b do it the right way yeah so yeah. and from what everybody is saying um uh the the ownership that's actually investing in this in this baltimore project has lots and lots and lots and lots of money so not another crystal palace baltimore mm. are they moving to another nor <laughs> are they doing another london club and doing it watford but Baltimore, maybe a, a, Baltimore. a Barcelona Miami franchise kind of thing going on here. <laughs> anyway, uh, no, I, listen, um, really good market. Um, I, I think I think they have an indoor team yet, or they did. Um, I know there's like a there's a really like interesting weird history of soccer in Baltimore in that there's been a lot of teams and none of them have been successful. Um, even though that's probably a pretty good market to put a team in. Uh, so the indoor team is successful. They just won the uh, whatever the indoor league oh, is called now. Well, it <laughs> includes teams in the U.S. and, and shit. Mexico. There you go. Let's get them in the open a, cup. A title over a team from Mexico. Let's get them in the open cup. Let's no, the location for Baltimore is great. I mean, you have yeah. Richmond and Virginia. You have Harrisburg, Bethlehem, not too far away. DC's yep. thinking about putting their 
MLS2 <laughs> team in Northern Virginia. Uh-huh. It's a good location for a club. City, well, I guess New York, well, you got like Red Bull 2 is not too far away. Even uh, down in the city. They're in a really nice little corridor there, actually, where they're not terribly far away from any of the Eastern Conference teams, uh, except for maybe like Rochester and Toronto. A lot um, of good road trips. I'd be yeah, curious to yeah. see who their regional uh, rivals would be. What? I'm yeah. There's that, and then I really want to know what their name's going to be. I know we're a little bit far away from that, but um, that'll be interesting. Uh, no, if you FC. Uh, me, yeah. Okay, old old Bay FC. Just just go all out. Just the Bay. <laughs> the Bay. <laughs> Lobster. Uh, no, what would there be? Uh, what would it be like? FC um, Camden po- Yards. Po Boy FC. FC Camden <laughs> Yards. That's where they're going to play for the first two years before no one. Tells them that they have to build a soccer-specific stadium, so they just stay there forever. Um, <laughs> Be uh, the NYCFC of the USL. Yep, that's what I'm going for. I, but I hope they're not. Uh, I, you know, if their ownership does have money, and if a certain other ownership that might be in charge of uh, two franchises that we, uh, well, one that we know and love, and the other one that we know and love to make fun of. Um, is not involved, then I think that's that's good news for Baltimore. And uh, I, I know nothing about any of the people that are going to own this team, but, uh, you know, here's hoping that their heart's into it because I think when that works out and you see that work out, it's, uh, it's a good thing. And when it doesn't, it's, it's probably the worst thing in the world because that's a lot of people that could be out of jobs uh, very soon. Anyway, what do we got? Two more things. Oh, yeah, the, uh, the Ottawa Fury moved on in the Amway Canadian Championships. Which is a domestic. Oh cup my God! Between um, <sighs> Callum Irving, dude. Yeah, you've seen it, right? <laughs> I I have seen it, and I linked it to Ryan earlier, who I hope has seen it now. <laughs> Callum Irving. Ryan, Ryan, are you watching it now? <laughs> I'll go through and watch it again. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Um, Brendan, is... I, I I think uh, oh my God. because we're not a video podcast, it, should we try to break this one down? Well, so if you. I don't know if anybody is a similar age to... How old am I? 26? Um, How old are you? Sitting through, like, five-minute soccer blooper YouTube Mm. videos just to find the one clip Mm. of a keeper dropping the ball and, like, kicking it out and not checking to see if there's a striker behind him. You know, there's one of those, like, tucked in, like, three and a half minutes into a four-minute highlight video of soccer bloopers. And that happened last night. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, like I, I there it is, Ryan. There is Ryan watching it in real time. Um, Ryan, I guess, I guess your initial thoughts post watch. Just you got to always be aware of players standing. No, apparently, you behind don't. You on... What I think is the, the the best part is that he looks to his side. The keeper like looks yeah, to yeah. both sides, yeah. and it looks like he's about to look behind him, but then like stops himself right i think i think jake keegan might have had some like jedi powers Ooh, like it maybe. really looks like irving's about to maybe. look over his right shoulder and then changes his mind and um then jake keegan just comes around and then <laughs> takes it away callum irving in his head i i i uh i know this because i've talked to him he said sarcastically um he likes to make lists after he makes really impressive saves which is what he did before that 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 clip starts by the way um, and he was trying to come up with a list of all the things in Edmonton that are worth doing. Seeing the Oilers play. Well, not 
Not anymore. Um, and he went, well, and he, he looked off to his left and he said, well, there's, there's Connor McDavid. And then he looked ahead of him and he said, no, no, that's it. And then dropped the ball. Uh, because he figures by the time he finishes these lists, everyone on the other team is already in front of him, not knowing that uh, one of his friends from the uh, Edmonton FC, I wanted to call them something else, but they're not, the, the Edmonton Oilers FC, uh, was uh, was behind him, and your, your gentleman from Edmonton uh, casually walked up, picked the ball away, <laughs> and, and put the ball in the back of the net on Callum Irving, who was... Uh, about as responsive as the positive comments were for when Romeo Parks got signed by the Riverhounds. Yeah, he did not look graceful trying trying to recover. No, not that. at all. I was kind of surprised he didn't recover get from it. Being honest, like that would have been the ultimate soccer blooper if he got <laughs> megged or chipped or something or dabbed on. I don't know I, something. I'm just curious how it. The championship will work out. Say Ottawa gets by Toronto in the semifinals, and Montreal yeah, right. gets by Vancouver. Yes. What? I mean, I mean, we've. I'm. I'm not sure if we've yet to see the U.S. Open Cup have affiliates play one another, but well, it would be yeah, the Canadian Championship, a, so that would be that'd be weird. There's Rochester, a chance here. Rochester played New England twice while they were affiliates. Ooh, love it. Lost both times. <laughs> Anyway, we said all that about Kyle Irving. His team did win, so Ottawa Fury is through to the semifinals. They will play their uh, their provincial rivals, Toronto FC. Um, and he is a good goalkeeper. That's just he, a funny thing that happened. To he him. Uh, <laughs> well, and it, it sucks even more. Cough, Andre Blake, David Villa, Chip, cough. When um, a really good goalkeeper, oh, yeah, you forgot about that one. I'm glad. Um, <laughs> Or, uh, or perhaps Steven Umberto Dos Santos scoring on the volley from halfway line in a better chip that no one yeah, talked about. It was much better. It just didn't much have better. as many camera angles. No. No, it didn't. Anyway. Uh, no, but it's even worse when stuff like that's happening to uh, good goalkeepers, which Cal Irving does fall under. Um, that being said, let's run down some of these Open Cup fixtures for the USL teams. Um, I'll just I'll just run through them. Uh, Atlanta Silverbacks and the MPSL are facing the Charleston Battery. Um, Richmond take on Christos FC. Uh, Rochester Rhinos take on FC Motown. The, the Charlotte Eagles, as I sometimes refer to the city as, uh, take on the, the <laughs> Charlotte Independence. Uh, the Tartan Devils Oaks Avalon, uh, which is a which is a Western <laughs> Pennsylvania team. I've not seen them, nor am I, nor am I in a position to see them. Um, take on Louisville City FC, which would be the upset of the millennium about. Mm-hmm. Uh, FC Cincinnati take on AFC Cleveland. Tampa Bay Rowdies play the Jacksonville Armada U23s, which if you're wondering, they're a UOP, uh, NPSL team, so they do get a bid, um, which is weird. The Ocean City we- Nor'easters will take on the Harrisburg City Islanders and what will now and forever be referred to as the Hurricane Derby by myself and nobody else. Um <laughs> And uh, Grand Rapids will play the Riverhounds or Chicago FC United, which is not the fire, uh, will take on the Riverhounds, uh, both of those in, in Pittsburgh, if I'm not mistaken. Um, when I saw the Chicago FC United name, it made me think of the um, club that broke away from, or founded by the fans of Manchester United, who broke away to form FC United of Manchester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Basically. That was like um, in 2004, they were upset with... 
the Glazers take over of Man U, so they formed their own club right. and now play in National League North and have their own stadium. Yeah. Right. You just take the the words from the the old club's name and like uh, magnetic fridge poetry. You just like rearrange the. <laughs> so like the words. it's one of those things where um, if you guys have ever watched a full episode of a television show on YouTube illegally, kind of. Where, like, you have to kind of change the words around enough to skirt the, like, auto flag on the copyright. But other than that, you're great. It's like that. I know what you're talking about, but I don't want to acknowledge it great. for great. <laughs> legal reasons. Right, right, right. Well, that's what I'm saying, you know, if you did. Not saying that anyone here has, obviously, because we don't. We're fine, upstanding individuals. <laughs> Uh, also, uh, Chicago United, or whoopsies, Chicago FC United. If you're somehow listening to this podcast, uh, I I would I would very much appreciate you sending me something with your logo on it, because while I don't understand really what it is, some sort of large dog holding a basil stalk. Maybe I'm just gonna go with Wait. that. It's a it's a large dog holding a root. Maybe like a like a celery leaf. Um, it's good. It's good. If you guys want to send me anything with that, I can put it on my mini fridge of honor, which currently uh, consists of Wait. Phoenix Rising and San Antonio. Did he... What's the the duck Pokemon? Psyduck? He stole that from that duck Pokemon. He stole that from Psyduck. No, the oh, it's one the... With the onion. Oh, it's the bok choy stock that Psyduck has. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Um, what Pokemon is that? Is it not Psyduck? No, it's the other one. Oh, no. this is gonna bother me. Um, okay, okay, uh, Pokemon with riveting soccer content. <laughs> Pokemon with leaf. Farfetch'd. Ooh, Farfetch'd. Right. Okay, it, so it's it's so, it's the dog version of Farfetch'd. Well, that dog stole the... Stole it. Killed Farfetch'd. <laughs> it killed Farfetch'd. Excuse me, I have a tweet to make. <clears throat> I didn't realize so, all the PDO clubs were creating Pokemon battles and fighting each other. This is beautiful to Basically. Chicago well, FC United. Now that that team, apparently, their mascot what? beat up Farfetch'd, we know who we're rooting for in that match between Grand Rapids and Chicago FC United. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on, you, even though, Chicago. Even though Grand Rapids FC was giving us some uh, some ammo to hate on them, uh, was it Tuesday it's night or Wednesday? Wednesday night when they were trying yeah. to postpone their game. Yeah, yeah. By way of lightning, with an E. It was also delayed to lightning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, Brendan, uh, Brendan, do you want to talk about one. FC Motown? Oh, I'm super excited to, okay. to watch them play. Okay, great. Um, their, their coach is former Red Bulls homegrown defender who is part of, like, the worst Red Bulls team in history <laughs> in, like, 2011. Good. Um but he's now retired. He's coaching FC Motown. They have a bunch of players who played together for Icon FC, and then a bunch of players who played together last year, actually, on the team that they played this week. Uh-huh. Um, they played on, like, the MPL and PSL roster for New Jersey Copa FC last year. Actually, those players formed, the like, the core of the team, got them into the playoffs, and actually qualified them for the Open Cup, and then played against them with a different team. Okay. Um, but Motown has been, you know, training together since... February, I want to say. Mm. Um, so they've been taking it pretty seriously. They're undefeated in their New Jersey State League. Um, so that's all great. But I mean, Rochester is undefeated against amateur teams all time. Yeah. 
So it's a pretty <laughs> daunting task for anybody, regardless of how good you are against other amateur players in New Jersey. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I would like to point out that... The I will say that F's... You go, go for it. I will say that FC Motown is my second favorite mm. name left in the Open Cup, just mm. behind the Tartans Devils, Oaks Avalon. Yeah. I was disappointed to learn that FC Motown did not play in Detroit. Mm. Right, it has nothing to do with Motown. <laughs> They're from Morristown, New Jersey. Yeah. Apparently that's what all the cool kids call Morristown. Yeah. <laughs> there's a Morristown and there's a Morristown, so, you know. Figure that one out, I guess. Um... Oh, uh, I would like to point out that Bethlehem Steel FC is the winningest club in all of the U.S. Open Cup, uh, despite not having played in it the last two years. So, you know, uh, you're welcome, I guess, because we would win it every year if we were in it. That's where I was going with that. <laughs> anyway, that being said, I guess we'll move on to more relevant information other than a uh, PDL club killing Farfetch'd and using its stock as a uh, <laughs> part of their logo. <laughs> Which uh, is going to be my new uh, weekly podcast where I talk to myself about really good uh, logos in the PDL. It'll be called um, Pretty Decent Logos. And I'm just going to call it the PDL cast. (laughs) There we go. Great. (laughs) Anyway, talking about last week's results, baby, which is week seven, in case you're wondering. That's right. We've recorded 846 podcasts in between the last one and this one, and they haven't covered the soccer at all. They're great. It's basically like this one, but, you know, shorter. It was just covering PDL logos. Right. Yeah, yeah. It was the, it was the Pretty Decent Logos podcast. Coming this fall to the Beautiful Game Network. Uh, <laughs> Pittsburgh Riverhounds 1. Toronto FC 2. nil. No, they didn't score twice on themselves and then no other goals. <laughs> That's funny. It was a three-way match. It was amazing. You have to go watch it back on YouTube. Just kidding. Uh, Pittsburgh beats Toronto one nothing. Uh, Victor Soto who, as we all know, is not going to contribute as much as Romeo Parks, so they have to bring in another forward, gets the goal. Um, Yeah, Pittsburgh with uh, four shots on target, Toronto with two. Uh, Someone figured out how to score on uh, on Cavaluso, which is exciting. And uh, the Riverhounds get get three points here. Yeah, the strike from Soto was bonkers. Yeah, he had a really good week. I I made, or I declared in my... um, Eastern Conference Player of the Week in the recent uh, USL ratings for Week 7. So, and it's still just good on him after nine shots on the year to find the back of the net on one of them. Yeah. Uh, Toronto a, a little... Well, they're getting left behind, I guess, is, is, a, is a way to say it. Um... Yeah, uh, they've, they've used Subasa Endo four times this year, which is really weird. Because um, I feel like the first team would, would use him a little bit. Well, would fit him in better or use him more? I don't know. Um, hey, the uh, the NASL Derby finished in a Ryan Allen special nil-nil draw. Uh, Tampa Bay owning possession and shots. Uh But really, the big story is that there was 30 combined fouls and four yellow cards which if this was either of these teams against FC Cincinnati would be 30 combined fouls and four red cards. Um, For Cincinnati? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, animosity coming back from NASL days. Probably. Um, 
I mean, maybe Otto has to look at it as their former NASL brethren is doing a lot better than they have. I mean, they're si or Tampa's sitting at number two in the league, and Ottawa's outside of the playoff race right now. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah I, you know, but I, at, the, at, the same, at the same breath, I guess, you look at that, and I don't think you would have thought Ottawa would get out of Dodge. I mean, I know they're, they're at home, so that makes it a little easier. Uh, you know, a nil-nil result for Ottawa there has to give them some kind of momentum for, for this uh, this weekend. Maybe not. We'll find out, I guess. But um, I mean, definitely give them momentum going into the, the Canadian Championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So much momentum, Whatever in fact, that Callum Irving Amway was so busy Voyagers. thinking about it, he gave up the worst yeah. goal in soccer history. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Right, I'm done. Um, New York Red Bulls 2-3. That works really well, too. Harrisburg City Islanders won. Uh, the New York Red Bulls did not score two goals and then three goals for a total of five goals. Uh, they scored three goals and gave up one, beating Harrisburg City Islanders. Uh, Brandon Allen had himself a day with two goals on penalty kicks. Uh, Douglas Martinez adding the third. Uh, Chaboy, Aaron Wheeler getting a goal for Harrisburg. Um, yeah, uh, we'll talk about – well, I guess we'll, uh, we'll mention – their result from tonight uh, now while we're talking about them up and down season for Red Bull. Actually a friend of the program, Jake Evans <laughs> sent me a synopsis of their, their game that I told him I would read live on air. So Jake, here you go. Uh, not the same team as last year. And it shows uh, really bit part at this point. First game of the year with a full bench, lots of pieces being swapped in and out. So yeah. it's going to take some time finding a clear lineup and any sort of consistency. So there you go. Uh, they lost 5-1, five goals from the Charlotte Independence. Uh, they scored first. They did they score first. Yeah, they did so score first. Junior Fleming. Junior Fleming gets one, and then, and then New York Red Bulls, two, give up five, um, including one in the 90th minute. So um, <laughs> a bit of a weird an ugly result for, for, NY. for Red Bull, too. Um, and a team that... Yes, isn't the same as last year, but once again, neither was the team from last year. Right. Um, I mean, on the, the game against Harrisburg, um, Brandon Allen scored a lot of goals last year and has scored a few goals this year yes. from the penalty spot. Yes. Um, but, I mean, fair play to him. He's good at it. Um, but uh, <laughs> the other player who scored for New York, I think, is more exciting. Um, Douglas Martinez, um, an attacking young hunter and midfielder, um, Honduran press was calling him the the next Amado Guevara. Okay. And if you don't know who that is, you're so young. Um, he was a really good playmaker for for Red Bulls like a decade ago, um, mm -hmm. and then had some it crappy season with Toronto, I think. Um, but he's one of the you know one of the most decorated players in the Honduran national team history. Um, I'm I mean, glad they didn't call him the next Honduran Messi. <laughs> that's really exciting that they were uh, like, no, no, he's going to be the next really good Honduran guy. Not the really, yeah. not the next really is, good Honduran uh, guy who plays like an Argentinian. Heaven, heaven, Red Bulls two in USL allows the Red Bulls organization to bring a player like Douglas Martinez in now instead of waiting, right. you know, three four years for him to develop into a full, um, you know, senior professional somewhere else. Um, now they can get that four year head start, um, you know, and, and sh really shape his development. That's something that Rebels and you know, any team in MLS couldn't have done a decade ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, good win against against Harrisburg. Um, 
Ironically enough, uh, Chris, who writes for Brotherly Game about Harrisburg City Islanders, hello, Chris, um, is doing a good job. Uh, Aaron Wheeler went down in that game with an injury that looked moderately serious upon uh, eye test, if you will. Uh, later found out that it was pretty much nothing, um, but there was really no, like, press release or anything from Harrisburg about that at all um and for a club struggling to stay relevant not informing people that arguably your best well no your best player uh will not be out for long periods of time is a interesting decision anyway oh hey look at that uh Charleston Battery won Bethlehem Steel FC nil uh <laughs> The Jose Mourinho special. Yeah, score. yeah, the 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 Jose Mourinho special. Uh, no, uh, th- listen, this uh, is a decent result. Um, Bethlehem maybe should have lost by like three, but the fact that uh, that Jake McGuire played a good game and was able to hold the uh, Eastern Conference leaders to one goal. Uh, Granted, is that the twelve-year-old keeper you guys have? No, no, no. <laughs> that's uh, Tomas Romero, who would have uh, just gotten back from from the uh, El Salvador U seventeens. Uh, like uh, mid- I was gonna, I thought you were gonna say he just got back from junior prom. Oh uh, <laughs> no, that was Austin Trusty last year, uh, and it was senior prom. Thank you. Yeah, uh, he, uh, he. I guess I can talk about that now that it's a year in advance. Uh, if I if I can't, I'll be in trouble. But. Uh, yeah, Austin. Austin last year missed a game for senior prom. I don't remember which uh-huh. one it was, but you know, um, that was exciting. Anyway, uh, yeah, no, uh, Bethlehem holding Charleston the one goal, and then they go up uh, this weekend and play a um, lacking Toronto FC away, um, where they're they're definitely expecting a win. Uh, yeah, I, you know, chances weren't where they should have been or have been this year, which was a little frustrating. But other than that, I really don't think there's a whole lot to complain about if you're, if you're Bethlehem. Charleston, you yeah, get I mean, a win to stay on were... top of the table. It's, you know, everyone's happy. Yeah, I mean, they were the battery were without Romario Williams, yeah. and Atula Guerrero was still able to step up and score for them. So, I mean, three points is three points. Yeah. Richmond uh, draws FC Cincinnati. Uh, Richmond's goal, Fred Owusu uh, Sakari? Uh, yep. If anyone wants to try to top me on that one, go for it. <laughs> Cincinnati goal scored by ex Philadelphia Union Jimmy McLaughlin uh, in the 70th minute. Uh, 1 1 draw. Cincinnati uh, owns possession. Richmond outshoots Cincinnati. Hey, 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 wait, guys, guys. Uh, no red card for Cincy, uh, which is exciting. Um, the good news is he'll get to apply his craft in Oklahoma City uh, whenever he's back in like july um yeah uh, you know a very richmond game if that makes sense this is kind of their thing they like to score early and then grind it out at home they just didn't grind it out at home jimmy mclaughlin scores ties it both teams come away with the point both teams probably disappointed to come away with the point um cincinnati's finishing is awful their chances are really high um like you said earlier ryan 102 shots on the year but nine goals it's not great only Tampa in the East has more at 103. Yeah, and how many have they scored, though? 
I mean, more than, Tampa has to be more, more than is nine. more efficient at scoring than Cincinnati. I think the short Browns scored just going, like nine goals two weeks ago or something. Well, Tampa has 11 goals, so that's two more, so they're efficient more than at least twice. Brendan, thoughts on uh, thoughts on this one? Yeah, I mean, I think if you take this game individually for Cincinnati, you want you say you you took a point away from Richmond, that's good. But if you look at this in the broader picture of you know Cincinnati, kind of looks like they're kind of feels like they're sinking. Right. Um, and they needed something more than a point. They needed you know a statement game at some point. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> whether they have all their players there or uh. not, the players who are come out on the field need to step up right. and and show that they care enough to to get better results. Yeah. Yeah. Um I mean I dominate this is an early pick for the most disappointing team in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. This year. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, so let's yeah. Uh, let's let's maybe try this. If if you're a fan of FC Cincinnati. Um yeah. and once again, your front office, you have a you have a successful season last year you get into the playoffs which i know is a is a is a big deal in that city and rightfully so um unfortunately for my reds right right you uh you get bounced in the first round in kind of a weird disappointing uh result you fire your coach you replace him with another guy no big deal you know you lose shot at coley you get a fair bit of money you spend it in the right way you, you know you do the right things you keep a lot of your guys who you know, maybe one or two of those guys I thought was going to wind up in, in a Minnesota or an Atlanta, uh, in a way. Um, if you're a fan of that team right now, are, are you mad at the are you mad at the front office for setting the goals too high or, or promising you things that aren't happening? Are you mad at the coaching switch and the, the results on that? Do you blame it on Coke? Is it the players for not being able to convert more than nine times on 102 chances uh, or stay on the field for 90 fucking minutes. Um, are you upset that Bethlehem steel now gets to be the only team that's going to hold GB fall off the score sheet because he's unavailable for the next match you guys play. I'll find that out later uh, next week. Anyway, I guess, I, you know, for both of you, if you're a fan of FC Cincinnati, like What's the problem, and like, what aspect of the team, I guess, are you are you most disappointed in? I mean, I wouldn't fault the front office for setting the bar high. They did finish third in the Eastern Conference last year, so I, it's not bad on them to set the bar. Like, okay, we want to go further. We want to win the Eastern Conference. We want to win USL. That's good if you have the ambition. They had. Right. The... You don't want to set your top <laughs> expectation. Let's only do a little well, bit worse than so, last year. So, I, like, I get that, <laughs> but it's one of those things where you know, okay. So my problem with that is everyone says that, right? Everyone comes out and they go, well, yeah, you know, like even even Bethlehem, they go, you know what? Yeah, we're a two side, but we want to win every game because there's still guys here that are competitive people. For FC Cincinnati, well, Cincinnati. it's it's not a pipe dream. They have a they have a great roster. They have a in on paper and in theory a, a successful coach who did well with the the Whitecaps too. Um, you know, like they, they have a, a big market, they have a big fan base, they have a, a, an intimidating home, uh, uh, you know, uh, ground. I, for, they have poop emojis to hand out to. They, they do. <laughs> to they fans. have a weird social media. Um, it's not bad. Um, I, I guess my, my problem <laughs> with, with that is like, 
you know, okay, you said we're going to do all these things, and now we're doing none of these things. Granted, I live in Jay Sugarman land, so I might be a little biased in terms of, oh, our owner's not spending money, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I guess to have this swagger about you, then not to follow through is, is where my, my kind of hang up with the front office is. I think I would fault this more on just not converting chances on the field. Ultimately, it comes down to what the players. You can do everything you want in the offseason, spend whoever you, however much you want to get whoever you want, and get the coach that you want after, for some reason, Harks was fired. <laughs> if it ultimately doesn't produce on the field, that's where you would find fault with. Yeah, so I mean, part of that has to sit with the coach because mm-hmm. I mean it, dude if your system isn't working and you try different players and you tell them the same things to get them motivated right. you know it's on the coach at a certain point to, to motivate players or switch up the system um, I mean, they, yeah, I mean they, yeah. they they spend money on good players and they spend some money on what we I think collectively think is a dumb player um, right <laughs> but uh, I mean but they've, they've shown willingness to Spend. I mean, even buy the players from Louisville right. and like double their salaries. Right, right, right. <laughs> I mean, they, the the ownership hasn't necessarily faltered. I think there's some blame or at least some explanation, some clarification that needs to happen about the breakdown in the, in the relationship between John Harks and GM Jeff Burden. Because mm-hmm. it's pretty much, from what I read, it kind of boiled down just to that relationship. Yes. So then you kind of have to blame Burden for yeah. Harks not being there um, regardless of you know how why you brought alan um, right. Koch in to be the coach right um whether you brought him in with with the window at, at replacing john harks or not right. um and i'm not sure if that even you know had an effect on the players or if they're just this is a sophomore slump or sure not quite <laughs> as awesome as it was last year so the players sure. can't get up for it uh, yeah but no, that's I, what i mean that's what the coach gets paid to do is right. to figure that out and fix it well, and and so, um, and and if you're, if you're if you're Jeff Burning, too, your relationship between you, and and Sean Harks, might not have been great from the start, which I which I think is is a bit of a was a bit of a rumbling, around the time all this kind of shook up was that it, they weren't really on great terms to begin with. But it was, well, we can win with you. We, well, we think we can win with you. We won with you. Uh, but then the question is, you were doing great with him in charge. To hell with what you guys think of each other, you know, personally. Or how did you let it get to a point where that impacted your team so much? You, you kind of blew up the whole thing, in a way. Um uh, I'm awful at these kind of, kind of phrases, but isn't that throwing the baby out with the bathwater? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, or, or you know, rocking <laughs> cutting, the boat, cutting or off your nose, really cutting you off know, your nose to spite your face. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, it, it's uh, exactly. That's. I mean, that's really what it is. You know, and I. I mean, I get it. You know. Oh well, if we're running the same system, it shouldn't matter. Eh. What if those guys really like John Harks? <laughs> Then you go, oh well, yeah, well he I mean, was expendable. From... We didn't need him. Look, we got we got Kadeem and and, yeah. and Aiden from that team you guys hate. We're gonna win everything. Because that's all. Yeah, that works. If the Premier League is 
taught me anything, it's that when things go wrong, nine times out of ten, the manager will be the one, and that will be released from the squad yes. uh, or, or relieved of his position. Look at Swansea this year. Look at Hole at the start of the mm-hmm. year. Or the way Leicester's players performed once Ranieri was out and they right. they appointed the, the caretaker, Craig Shakespeare. Then suddenly, Jamie Vardy just scores goals on his own again. Right. Well, and, Yeah, exactly. It's You know, even... Uh, well, and, and, and to, uh, I guess, a broader extent, you know, not to, not to sing wide clubs or anything, for, for an ownership, for, for, for media, like PR, like club media... It's a lot easier to go, well, let's just try it out with a new coach and not, you know, oh, we got a panic sell in in January now because we have these four or five guys that just aren't working out. Yeah, I mean, there could also be a little bit of um, Cincy flexing their muscle because a lot of teams, their head coach is also their general manager. Their head coach does a lot of this stuff in terms of player acquisition and searching. I mean, I think... Harrisburg, um, Bill Betchers actually has both titles. Um, I know Bob Lilly does a lot of extra stuff besides just <laughs> tactics on the field right. and training. Um, and I'm I'm pretty sure several other you know of the smaller clubs, the not so moneyed uh, clubs, right. they have head coaches that are responsible for a lot more. Um, this is a way of Cincy <laughs> to show that they're not they're not uh, you know um, some small fry that they right. can easily swap out their head coach and not miss a beat. They don't play no games, <laughs> I believe, is the, is the technical term there. It's um, not working out so well for them. Not at the moment, no. Stay tuned. I, we'll, uh, we'll follow that one because it's a super interesting story. Um, also, for, uh, for, up to, for a Cincinnati perspective on that one, Cincy Soccer Talk, uh, as well as Orange Blue Press, do a great job. Uh, hi, Michael. Hi, Brian, etc. over there. Uh, we had Boston on if you want to track back to, to that episode. That was a really good one. Uh, anyway, getting into uh, to Week eight's schedule, uh, we already talked about Charlotte stomping New York Red Bull, too, for whatever reason. Um, good God. Anyway, Saturday, May 13th, 2 o'clock, Ottawa Fury uh, at home against the Pittsburgh Riverhounds. Ottawa uh, could use a win here. Could really probably use a win here. Um, it's really tight at the bottom. There's a bunch of teams on nine. So, you know, Ottawa getting up three points to nine points would be, uh, you know, putting them in, in the, in the hunt for a playoff spot again. This, I mean, it's, it's early obviously, but the more points you have early on, the better your life gets. So to, uh, you know, get three points instead of having Pittsburgh go up to 14 or even the split and have Ottawa at seven and Pittsburgh at 12. Um, guys, what are some, what are some keys here? I guess, do we see Romeo parks on the field at all? <laughs> Does he kick another yeah, I'm just... potential French Canadian in the back? I don't know. I, think... I just. Oh, sorry, Brennan, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that I think this is when we see uh, Romeo Parks make his debut as a right wing back. Right. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, I was just going to say um, even in, after Ottawa, they still managed to get by in the Canadian Championships, even with Caleb Irving's goal I just league play hasn't been impressive enough to mm-hmm. merit backing them for any circumstance I mean I was surprised <laughs> at a no-no result against Tampa but at least Pittsburgh has been shown to score goals as they've scored mm-hmm. 10 on the year 
Corey Hartzog, Marshall Hollingsworth, K. Banjo up the front. Not good enough. And, or at least those three are responsible for 60% of those goals up to this point. I yeah, I don't see Ottawa getting shut out here, but uh, I will say Pittsburgh 3-1. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I'll agree. I A part of me wants to say Ottawa's riding high because they got a, a draw against the Rowdies in USL, and then they, they put Edmonton to bed in advance to the semifinals of the Canadian Championship where they'll probably get thrashed by Toronto. Um, but they have, you know, some momentum. Uh, that being said, I don't know where it is right now because I think it lies more in the domestic <laughs> cup than the league. Um, but if they can hone that in and avoid some uh, some silly mistakes um, and switching off, because really the problem with Pittsburgh is that you have to mark two guys for 90 minutes. Um, mm-hmm. I, and I don't, I don't think they can do that, really. Um I'll say I'll say a two nil uh, Pittsburgh win just because other than a ridiculous volley from the halfway line, I haven't seen Ottawa produce enough in terms of goals to warrant them uh, <laughs> scoring here. Sorry to say that about your boy Brendan, but I I don't see him getting enough service to, to get a goal here. Well, funny you should say that and mention their good form in the in the domestic cup because yeah. he he had a penalty and then scored um, a goal uh, from the run of play in the second half. Um, so hopefully. Uh, my boy Steven Umberto Fortes Dos Santos um, can use that performance from midweek um, can roll that on over for the weekend um, I think you said Evan it's going to be hard to mark Corey Herzog for 90 minutes because right. you know he's always hovering um, he, he's always just you know two steps away from running in behind mm-hmm. um, so I mean big ups to, uh, to Duba but I think it's going to end 1-1 okay uh Five o'clock, FC Cincinnati playing Orlando City B. These teams probably, well, you wouldn't think that they would be where they are in the standings. Uh, They are, in fact, both on nine points, Cincinnati in seventh, Orlando City B in eighth. This is kind of a a big game uh, for for these two teams for a bunch of reasons. FC Cincinnati at home maybe can get their statement win against a uh, (laughs) meh Orlando City B side. Yeah, I think Orlando's a much better team than they were last year. Sure. But I think this is when things could fall easily fall into place. When we were talking about, we were comparing the attacks for Cincinnati and um, Tampa Bay. I was going to mention that, you know, you can't judge, you can't hold them to the same standard because one of those teams has played Orlando City and the other one hasn't. Um, right. Right, right. So now that Cincinnati gets a chance to go up against Orlando, who was uh, uh, bad... Um, I think they that's were weak word, defensively yeah. last year, yeah. and I think they they're still vulnerable in the back, but they mm. have so much firepower going forward. Um, if Pierre Silva somehow has a bad game, and if their um, their speedy attackers, uh, not just Barry, but um, can't remember the other guy, Michael Cox. Um, I mean, they 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 both have um, the the speed and the skill to to punish a team, but I think this is going to be Cincinnati's statement win, two nothing at home. Yeah, I mean, earlier in the episode we were talking about their need for a statement win, and if they're going to find one here, it'd be against Orlando City as they're one of three teams that are currently in the playoff race that has a negative goal differential with New York Red Bulls too because of tonight and St. Louis being the only others. If And if they want to point to a quality win, 
this year. St. Louis is definitely one of them. They could say, hey, we beat Orlando City, who was also in the playoffs last year, and who's also somehow competing with us for a playoff spot. So if they're going to find anything, it'd be right here. I'll have to agree with you, Brendan, to know when. Yeah. I... If Cincinnati, this is this is the game, because it's it's early. It's against a team that they should be beating. It's at home. This is the game. You have Koning coming in. That'll give him a little bit of a spark if you play him. This should be the game where Cincinnati goes. No, no, no. We're disciplined. We can keep all of our guys on the field for for you know ninety minutes. We can limit our fouls. We don't get a little chippy. We don't you know jaw off to the officials or other teams. We play really good soccer. We attack well. We defend well. Mitch Hildebrandt's in nets. We don't have to worry about that. His service out from goal kicks and and uh, you know those those kind of deep in your own eighteen set piece kind of free kicky stuff is really good. Uh, this is our statement win. FC Cincinnati's back. They bring in like Aiden Quinn off the bench and he gets a goal or something stupid in the sixtieth minute. And uh, and Cincinnati wins like three nothing, and they go no 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 like, this is this is who we are this year. This isn't we're not the team that you know uh, drop points twice to Bethlehem. We're not the team that you know can't keep guys on the field. We're not the team that has to go out and sell one of our suspended players and bring in another guy. And uh, you know we are a dominant for which you know whatever we are a dominant force in the Eastern Conference, and this is the game where they can show that. Um, you know, and then it, the question is, do they? Um, you know, I, I think Austin Berry can, can contain Michael Cox. I, I think, you know, yeah, 3 nothing to Cincinnati, I think, I think is how this shakes up. And if I'm wrong, it'll be an indictment of that team. But if, if I'm right, it'll, it'll be a statement win, and then they have to carry on momentum from there. Your uh, your six o'clock Toronto FC two plays host to Bethlehem. Um, Bethlehem, I a little a little biased, and I've heard this from multiple people at the club, but I'll, I, I'm prone to agree. Uh, I, I think Bethlehem is a little better than than six points in thirteenth place. Um, they've they've played the, the the playoff teams or the ones that you'd expect to be in playoff spots. Cough Cincinnati, cough well. Um, and I, I think this is a really good chance for them to get three points and to kind of you know set themselves up for for a uh, another kind of late season playoff push against a, a not great Toronto FC two team. Yeah, I have to agree with you. I think it also depends a lot on how um, Angelo Cavalluto plays in goal. If he has that eleven save night like he did against Louisville, then he'll be a force to be reckoned with. If he plays roughly like he did or against Pittsburgh, then Bethlehem has a really good shot at knocking off Toronto, but two even or two really even sides, I'll have to go with 1-1 result. Toronto's keeper looks a lot like Chris Caraba from Dashboard Confessional. Yes, right? he actually is Chris Caraba from Anybody Dashboard else Confessional. Yeah. Surprise. Um, so, Toronto, uh, it's a team in fl- in. in Flux. I think mm. they're struggling to to figure out their identity. Yeah. The uh, uh, MLS team um, rotating players and uh, TFC three is doing pretty well. I hear in <laughs> League One Ontario, um, but I think 
as much as uh, TFC two is prone to a bad performance at home, I think they get it um, together. A lot of the players there are young; they have their families in the crowd, and mm. it's so quiet up there at the Ontario Soccer Center that yeah. you can hear like any conversation in the crowd. Um, so I think that's going to <laughs> not. That sounded mean. It was supposed to be. Um, I think the the players are going to take that um, and they use that as motivation. Mm. Um, Toronto always seems to do better at home. Mm. Um, it's the snow. <laughs> sure. It's like summer now, man. Yeah, it's um, like thirty degrees up there. What are you talking about? <laughs> I thought summer only happened in July for Canada. We're getting there. We're getting there. Uh, it's on the lakefront though, so it's, no, it's moderated. That's true. That's true. Um, yeah, this is going to be boring, but I think it's another 1-1 one, one draw. Damn. Um, oh, I, I, I will say, um, I, I think at points the team has been, uh, they've been vindicated. They've been broken. Uh, they've been lost. But, um, I, you know, I think at the end of the day, um, Cavalusa can sit back there and say, you know, that, uh, that uh, he was right, that he was right all along. Um and and no one no one under the age of at least twenty will probably get that joke. But regardless, um, <laughs> anyway, no, just uh, just look up dashboard confessional and then that sentence and you'll you'll get it. Um, no, that being said, listen. Uh, so it's it's James Chamber James James yes uh, James addiction James Chambers uh, third game back from uh, his his leave of absence. Um, for the, the rather untimely passing of his father. Uh, the more he plays with Adam Niem, the more everyone has to freak out because they're playing together. Those two guys can pick out any pass and about any shot that they want. Um, and, but, I, you know, the problem with them is they didn't get a preseason. They only played one game in the preseason together, and now they have, uh, you know, two games under their belt, and they're improving. Um, so I think it depends on, you know, obviously if Adam is with Bethlehem, um, those two guys really clicking together and getting service into Seiko Kone and Corey Burke have proven to be a lot more dangerous than they were last year. Um, I'll go with the I'll go with the two nil Bethlehem win. I I, I think uh, Toronto hasn't seen a whole lot of, of guys like Corey and Seiko who are a little bit stronger. Um, but uh, you know, only one way to find out. And then moving on. What do we got? Richmond versus Harrisburg at 7 o'clock on Saturday. Again, two teams that are kind of deadlocked with each other. Richmond took the first match in the season series 1-0. Uh, Richmond's at home, so I think we're going to see the same thing. It's just going to be a 1-0 boring Richmond-esque game. Yeah, Although, I mean, wait, is this, is, this the week that, is this the week that the new Kickeroo is debuting? Because that's really what I'm what I'm here for. Oh, I thought that already Oh, happened. did it? Oh, man. Oh, no. All right. Hold on. Uh, Ryan, what were you going to say? I was just going to say <laughs> five of their first seven matches have been one nil results, and yep. only one of them have resulted in a Richmond victory. So I think you're right on the score line. And I guess if Aaron Wheeler is apparently coming back for Harrisburg, despite the lack of press release, yeah. I would still pick... Richmond to win this one one nil like you said earlier in the episode they like to grind out results and I feel like that's just gonna be another repeat performance. Oh god. Yeah. Brendan, what are you? I just got I just got 
like shook by this uh, USL article on the top five mascots in the league. <laughs> okay. Had a, Is Patrick th- Carey was on there. Okay, okay, yeah, I was going to say, I'm like... <laughs> Swill Park Rangers abomination yeah. just popped out yeah. at me. We, we, uh, um, we, don't, we don't get to talk about that enough. Um, that is not what I wanted either. That's a really old website for the Richmond Kickers. Oh my God! Look at this. This is a gem. What is this even from? Oh, 2007. God damn. It's it's fantastic. <laughs> Look you at that. You can check out their like their, like web directory oh, because they didn't update it's it. So, so pretty. You, like they just keep building on the old URL. Okay. Um. So some of their some of their links you can see it's like stuff from. This is so good. 2001. I'm sorry. We are getting way sidetracked again. But like, listen, it's to the point where like the the banner at the top isn't even formatted correctly in the slightest. Like they tried, but it's not. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so, um, Brennan, you were talking about uh, Swope Park Rangers. I was talking about how Richmond Kickers made their website with GeoCities. Right, right, right. Um, right. They, they were, just ended their They were really Angel big Fire into website. MySpace and Zanga back in the day. Ryan, those used to be kind of like Facebook. Um, uh, I'm old enough for that. Okay. I was born in the 1990s. Yeah, but, like, same, and I wasn't really around for... Anyway, okay. Um, um, right, so Richmond Kickers, Harrisburg. Yeah, yeah. Um, is Brandon Miller going to be back for this game, or is he still suspended? This would be the game he's serving, I believe. So, yeah, I don't think Harrisburg has a chance. Probably not. <laughs> but I think uh, Richmond's going to do better than, than you guys. I think it's going to be 2 nothing for the home okay, team. Okay, okay. Uh, the, the Charleston Light Tubes versus St. Louis FC. Um yeah, uh, two years ago they had a shootout with seven goals. I don't know if that's really indicative of either of these teams. Uh, Charleston is on fire. Oh, with two combined matches in 2015. Okay, thank you, Ryan. Um, yeah, Charleston's on fire. I don't think they drop points again at home. Like, there's there's really no way they they come out with less than three here. Yeah, they're really good at blackboard, which is what I still call the stadium. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't gotten used to calling it an USC healthcare stadium, but they're really good. I think Romario Williams should be back in the lineup after an absence from last week, and if he's there, St. Louis struggles to stop him from anything. I would pick Charleston winning this 3-1. Yeah, that's not to agree. Um Christian Valeski uh, for St. Louis, former Rochester Rhinos. Yeah, he's he, he um, a real sweetheart. Um, yeah, he he's a streaky kind of player, mm-hmm. and he was in really good form early in the year. Um, was had a fantastic performance against Ottawa, and I think that was the week he got named Player of the Week. Um, but then he hasn't scored in a few games running. Mm-hmm. Um, he was supposed to have a game against Rochester this past weekend, which didn't happen. Um, and I, I was afraid for that game that Valeski might, you know, this might be the upswing on, you know, it's kind of just a sign, a sign curve. <laughs> yep. um, so it's it's about time for that to come back around again. Mm. Um, and I think that might be, but, you know, as, as good as Christian Valeski is, I don't think he's single-handedly win a game on the road at, at Charleston good. Um, mm. So there's too much, there's just too much attack, uh, attacking firepower, uh, even if Romario Williams isn't back. I mean, Garrett showed that he could step up. Um, Cordovez is, is an enormous, uh, formidable striker as well, so and they're getting goals out of midfield. Um, it's yeah, three one for Charleston. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think Valeski <laughs> gets one against the battery, and, and then I think um, 
Romario Williams goes, well, I, you know, I missed last week, so I have to score three times to keep up my goal lead. <laughs> so he does. Um, anyway, Tampa Bay Rowdies and Louisville City in the second versus third matchup in the East. Uh, April 15th, Louisville took that one two to one in a, in a bit of a surprise. Um, this is in Tampa Bay, however. Uh, I think it'll go 2-1 to the Rowdies. I think yeah, this I would is the best game of the you. weekend, right? Oh, it's this is the one that I would... If you're going to watch one game, this is probably it. Yeah, and their one last week was... Or the one they had earlier in the year was also exciting. That was another best match of the weekend. Mm-hmm. And I'll have to go with a 2-2 draw. I think Louisville has been playing well recently. And even with Tampa at home, I still think both clubs towards the top of the conference have been doing... The season just started off on the right foot, so I'll go two-two draw. Yeah, I don't know. This one's gonna—it's gonna be tough to 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 pick between these two teams. Uh, I mean, Tampa Bay gets a, a bit of a nod for being at home, but I mean, Louisville—I uh, mean, they—they they don't shy away from from a challenge, and they all play with a little bit of bite. Um, Cameron Lancaster started out the season really well. He went down. Luke Spencer, um, you know, came into that starting forward spot um, and really made a case for himself um, and was just an awful person to play against. Um, So (laughs) I don't know if, you know, that's going to be enough uh, to break down Tampa Bay's defense, but it's going to be super fun to watch. Um, Probably... Same score as the first one, two one, for Tampa Bay. And then uh, Sunday at nine, <laughs> we go we go from the best game of the weekend to the to something. We go to worst. something. Um, it wasn't enough for the New York Red Bulls and the Los Angeles Galaxy to play each other in one league this Sunday. <laughs> They're in fact playing each other in both leagues, which will make it even harder for the poor souls at Red Bull 2 to try to fi- and the Galaxy 2 for that matter to try to figure out who they're getting this weekend to make a roster sheet. Mhm. Well, I was shocked with the Red Bull 2 that they traveled with seven players on the bench to face Good Charlotte. For them, weekend. right? They figured out <laughs> that they time, can fill a first bench. First time they had a full bench. And they did. Yeah. Uh Red Bull did a match down here in Wilmington where they uh, last year where they didn't even travel with a full bench. It was like a keeper and mm. two subs. So if something else happened that just Players had to play out of position. Wolniak goes on the field. Unfortunately, it didn't itself. come into play. Uh, it's New York Ripple 2, LA Galaxy 2, just in case uh, the joke didn't land as hard as I, I thought it would. Uh, Red Bull 2, 5th and East, after uh, they did just get stomped today by, by uh, Charlotte. So make of that what you will. Uh, Los Dos on 4 points, 14th in the West. I guess, in theory, you couldn't really pick a better team for Red Bull 2 to play after getting obliterated by Charlotte, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, every everything to me out West is a crapshoot. Sure. Um, I mean, good teams lose to bad teams, lose to good teams, lose to bad mm. teams. But um, That's why we need pro rel. <laughs> in between conferences. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so have San Antonio win the Eastern Conference wait, is, like Houston is, did is that, that one why, year in MLS? Uh, is that why St. Louis is in the Eastern Conference this year? 
<laughs> yeah, they got promoted over. <laughs> hey, good for them. Ted promoted hasn't blocked me. Fourteenth place. Yep, promoted from fourteenth place <laughs> to the team that to the conference where they won the USL Cup and the Shield. That's how that. Tulsa didn't want to come. No, not really. Wilmington didn't make it over yeah. to the West either. I guess. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> Low hanging fruit. I'm sorry. Hey, but neither did the Austin Aztecs, so it's fine. Remember them? Yeah, yeah, remember them? Ooh, Austin Aztecs. We've been without with them the, for with the, two with years. I still remember ha- adding them to FIFA yeah. 2016 to my PS3. Ooh, nice. Anyway, uh, what were we talking about? Rebels are playing a game or something on Sunday? <laughs> yeah, I mean, this game, the, the two MLS teams are playing at 6 p.m., and then yeah. their JV squads yeah. are rolling out at yeah. 9 p.m., which really just feels like... Backwards, know, it's like the halftime, the halftime. Basically, if like, you're gonna pick a Red Bull really LA tacky. Galaxy game to watch this Sunday, make sure it's the earlier one. <laughs> right. um, unless I'm sorry, well, even unless then, you're unless like the one Galaxy of the are struggling of anybody on Red Bull Two or Galaxy. Well, yeah, I mean, what could be better than seeing Jermaine Jones start his team struggle, Wait. then he leaves the Wait. field and his team magically I, <laughs> turns it around without him? I, I, I've, I figured, I figured it, I figured it out. What if New York Red Bull 2 sends their entire roster to New York Red Bull and vice versa? They swap rosters. And the Galaxy do the same thing. So New York Red Bull 2 is actually filled with just the entire New York Red Bull roster. And LA Galaxy 2 is the entire LA Galaxy roster. So then no one Um, knows what's happening. Well, you can't do that because the Galaxy already, already did that. Great. So, so the Galaxy's MLS starting lineup is just a bunch of USL players and Jermaine Jones and, and Gio Dos Santos. Right. So just do that again, and, and everyone will be confused, and Alexi <laughs> Wallace won't know who anyone is. It'll be great. It'll be great. It'll be great. It'll be great. Maybe if the New York Red Bulls 2 roster went to the MLS team, they'll actually win MLS Cup. Yeah, probably. I think that was the idea, though. They were going to send everyone up from Chelsea. last year, and they were going to win MLS instead of USL. But, uh. Is it too early to say the New York Red Bulls are the Washington Capitals of MLS in playoff form? <laughs> um, I'll apologize to, to Kurt for that one. That's going to hurt. Um, but hey, at least they made it farther than the Blue Jackets, right? Right. Uh, we talk about hockey here. Anyway, speaking of uh, a country in, enamored with hockey, Ryan, you, uh, you did put something in the show notes. Uh, I'll, bet I'll, I'll let you uh, take, take care of it. See, I saw, or I saw this earlier on Twitter today. I thought that was kind of funny since the Canadian Premier League launched a website that's gonna for their league that's gonna come out in 2018. They were working on it, basically on the website itself, and they were trying to decide if they're gonna do an an about or an about us section, and they put it up on Twitter <laughs> as a poll on which side would people vote for, and of course I voted for a boot because that's exactly what you'd have to do. And spell it like that on the website. Yeah. Uh, so granted, I'm looking at kind of a... It's a screen cap, so it's not the best quality. But it looks like there's like 10 hours left on the poll when you took it. And it was a 61-39 split. And a lot of people were in favor of a boot. Which is the correct way to spell it in Canada. Um, so yeah, I, I, am, uh, boot. I am... I am definitely team boot. Also, I think all of their teams should be named uh, just the Mooses. Everyone's nickname should be Moose or, or Goose. The Calgary Mooses. Or the Trudeau. Or <laughs> the, the Climbing National Budget Deficit. Or 
um, maple syrup. Tim Hortons is the sponsor. Yeah, Molson. Um, what else? Um, maybe like everyone in Canada could hate the team that has like Mrs. Butterworth as their sponsor. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, but a boot. I I don't know like what they're trying to do with the Canadian Premier League. Um, nor do I really care. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, listen, if you're gonna launch a website for that, you might as well have some fun. Brendan, you live close to there, so are all of their clean sheets yeah. gonna be called shut eats? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I'm basically half Canadian um, compared to you guys, but um, you're a little bit I mean, nice. I'm all I'm, I'm in favor of of the the Canadian Premier League. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some jokes going around after Calum Irving's uh, blunder oh, no. um, that that's the quality you're going to see oh, no. every week in the Canadian Premier League. Oh, no. And, you know, whatever. But it's a necessary step. Um, super jazz that got uh, ratified by Canadian soccer at their uh, meeting over the weekend. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, you should really have in a boot section. Yeah. I think so. You don't have to spell it goofy. <laughs> you can just what you should do is whenever you hover over it just have somebody shout a boot oh. out of the out of the Okay, all right. <laughs> now, if we really wanted to to murder this would all of their sentences well, okay. A would would <laughs> half of their sentences have to end in a and start with, well, you know, cuz like they probably <laughs> should, right? Like well, you know, uh, we're uh, we're a bunch of uh, soccer clubs up here that like to play some soccer and want to do it professionally, you know, um, something like that. Something. That like would that. only be for the for the teams farther out west. Oh, that'd be like your uh, your like Winnipeg's and past your... the past the Toronto area. Okay, great. Uh, so, Saskatchewan, the Moose Jaw, Meese, Thunder Bay. Oh, Thunder Bay, nice. Anyway, Nova Scotia. Uh, hey, man, Halifax. They need a yeah, they need a soccer club Highlanders. too. They'll play on the Citadel. It'll be great. Uh, yeah. So th- this has been uh this has been episode eight hundred and forty seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of uh, of Eastern Conference Confidential, we're part of the the beautiful game network of podcasts, which I think Mike uh forgot about. Well, we're still there. We haven't been kicked out yet. Which uh, <laughs> thanks, Mike. Um, so you can find you can find our network as a whole at uh at the bgnfm on twitter i still remember all these which is exciting or uh bgn.fm that's where the podcast goes up like first before uh, stitcher itunes google play all those guys get it um uh and, and make sure to, to check out all of our friends too uh, we have unused subs who do the rowdies we have a uh, back chat who does colorado springs now we got um uh phil uh does some good stuff in in uh, in st louis and and a, and a whole host of others mongols obviously with the with the river hounds um a, a ton of of podcasts uh, it's actually terribly exciting um and we are uh, quite honored to be there also check out our, our new debuting podcast uh pretty decent logos coming out about the logos and the pdl um <laughs> that'll be a fun one it'll be me it'll be brendan it'll be ryan it'll be uh, a rotating uh cast of of uh, guests some who know things about soccer some who don't i don't know and uh, the goal for that one will be, at the end of the podcast, we'll ask them, is that a pretty decent logo? And they'll go yes or no, and then we'll, uh, we'll go from there. Anyway, um, if, you, uh, if you want to, for whatever reason, hear more of my thoughts throughout the week, that would be terrifying, wouldn't it? Well, you can. 
uh, at Valella BSFC. It's Villas and Victor I L L E L L A. It's my last name. And then uh, BSFC. It's the club that I cover, not some sort of weird uh, Illuminati sign. Just kidding. It is. Uh, or uh, at Brotherly Game is where I live tweet most matches. Uh, I'm also at, at BrotherlyGame.com for a lot of my my um, written work. In case you wanted to not hear my voice ever again, which I totally understand. Don't worry. Um, Ryan, where can people find you on the internet? And then, like, I'm trying to fly in North Carolina. What's the best airport to do that at? Well, I'm partial to my own, but well, what, Charlotte uh, Douglas is nice, especially when you're running through it to catch flights. <laughs> you know what I meant. I've been through RDU as well for Raleigh-Durham. <laughs> but you guys can find me on Twitter at ILM underscore Ryan and also by that same handle for Indomitable City Soccer. Hey, Josh. Hey, Kyle. Well, for um, publishing stuff like ELO ratings or the Player of the Week rankings for the Eastern Conference, which usually come out on Mondays for the ELO rankings and Tuesdays for the Player of the Week. Yeah, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of kill. And the, the airport abbreviation code was ILM for Wilmington. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I will say, this is not a joke. I, I, I try. I try. Usually Nick is very good. Uh, Nick, Nick Murray. Uh, Nicholas, Nick, let me know. Um, <laughs> about sending out the email for voting for USL Player of the Week, like Mondays at like 11 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, I like to get back to him rather quickly. However, that being said, if, uh, if he hadn't yet or if Ryan gets back to me early enough, I literally use his ELO rankings to vote for player of the week if one of those guys is on the board. <laughs> because it's a better science than me just going, oh, that guy had a hat trick. Cool. Name. Right. Uh, right. Anyway, that being said. So, yeah, go check that stuff out. It's stupid. They do stuff with math that I don't even want to find out about in terms of breaking it down and, and numbers and whatever. That's why we have calculators. Uh, Brendan, where where can um, Louisville City fans find you on Twitter to get blocked? And uh, where can we go to find you writing about things for a team that you're no longer technically affiliated with the main site? Anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, I write for the Bent Musket, and you can find me on Twitter at Doherty Soccer, D-O-H-E-R-T-Y Soccer. Um, and Louisville City fans or any fans or non-fans, um, if you're not a soccer fan, you're probably a better person. Um, do you have like a large some suggestions for something of... to do uh, oh. this weekend? Okay. Uh, Rhinos don't have a game this weekend. Oh. Um, they had a scheduled by, um, I think, because they wanted to be fit for for the Open Cup game, so they purposely didn't have a. Mm. They're really afraid of their amateur opponents, mm-hmm. so they wanted to make sure they had some time to prepare. Yeah. Um, so hit me up with some suggestions for. Stuff I can do yeah, preferably hit, without leaving my hit, apartment. Hit Brendan up with some like some like P decent logos or like some really cool flash games <laughs> that you used to play in like two thousand seven or your Zenga profile. Whatever or, um, the name of that one um, zombie game, something stand. Oh, last stand. I yeah, I oh, you. Yeah. I'm getting some nostalgia right now. This is awful. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go to Best Buy and buy an external <laughs> mouse just so I can play that game. Hey, I already have one. <laughs> um, God, man. What? Here's here's what I want everyone to do. If you're listening to this podcast, which I know, thank you, because you've made it quite far. I need you to tweet one of us, or all three of us, or you can tweet the podcast at ECCPod. It still exists. Show me some love. 
your the last stand high score <laughs> okay I, I, oh, all right two, okay two things two part <laughs> two part one if you know what the hell we're talking about please tell us two find a couple minutes play the game i don't even know if there is a high score it's been like 10 years do whatever, however far you make it, if you find any sweet gear or something, I don't know. I want to do like a like a USL X last stand, which I think is on like mini clip. <laughs> oh man, oh, I'm, I'm like weirdly dating myself now or something. I don't even know what this is. I'm a nerd. I want to find out what the crossover market between the USL and mini clip flash games is because then I have a, a, a proposition to propose to the Tampa Bay office. Uh, and then I want to see who's the best last stand player out of everybody who's in that group of people. <laughs> so, do those things. Get in touch. Don't be a stranger. Uh, for for Brandon Doherty, for Ryan Allen, for Romeo Parks' kick to Carl Wiemetz back last year, this has been Evan Valal. You guys have listened to episode 847 of Eastern Conference Confidential. And uh, we'll uh, we'll see you guys next week. Okay, I'm hitting stop right now.